0: you're listening to the vocal fry podcast your weekly dash of voice science pedagogy and pop culture coming to you from the third formant everyone's favorite buzzsaw
1: wow well, uh... well that
2: was an exciting saturday
1: horrifying so i mean yeah well that's That's terrible sarah vocal fam if you're just joining us sarah has broken her toe that's what we were just going to cover and we're not going to tell you all the gruesome details that i just did not record Eh, um because it's not
2: that gruesome guys like
1: it's gruesome it was pretty gruesome made me a little nauseous oh i'm sorry so we're just gonna go with it and uh
0: I just couldn't help but imagine the feeling when you take a carrot and you just...
2: That's it. So it's funny. Like, you know, when people say, like, you know, you could technically, like, bite your own finger off. It's only as difficult as, like, biting through a carrot. I guess it's kind of similar with toes and doors, as it were. (laughs) Yeah, it's bad. Like, I almost passed out when it first happened. I think, Uh like, from... But um, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't throw up. I was... It was fine i mean it was, okay it was not fine but um yeah fine. not giving any tours right now kind of luckily can still pretty much work from like everyone's kind of working from home anyway so you know that hasn't been a huge issue but
1: right. yeah,
2: anyway, yeah
1: so, anyway so vocal fam the original crew's back michael's back with yeah. us today i'm here sarah's here and yeah. uh, this is probably maybe our last episode that goes up prior to NATS National, so I thought, you know, we should we should actually have a good episode up today.
2: Yeah, rather than it's been a hot hey. Well, it's funny because usually, I mean, it doesn't feel like a hiatus. I guess to everybody else, I was thinking about this this week, but we kind of take a hiatus from recording in the summers. But usually, we have like all these things we've recorded at you know these different conferences. But yeah, last
1: summer, yeah, last summer was, you and I recorded what, 3 total episodes during really during the summer. And yeah. it looked like we were releasing episodes all the time, but well, that was record. partially because of like the 8 episodes we recorded at Voice Foundation. Yeah, and but I
2: think
0: it, and those are great episodes, by
2: the way. They are. <laughs> In the summer before, you were at Nat's National and Where you recorded I a recorded a bunch. bunch of
1: episodes, yep. And so it mm-hmm.
2: hit me that like Oh right, that's why this feels yeah. So yeah, this it's kind of weird. Get me. <laughs> and we love you, Michael.
1: I know. <laughs> <sighs> well, let's see what what all is going on here in uh, Vocal Fryland. There's been so many things. I know we had one request. Someone wanted me. Last time we talked, Sarah and Michael, I don't remember if that was the episode. Did we do an episode without Michael, Sarah? Michael, were think, you there for the Choose Love Not Judgment episode? No, I was not
2: no, there don't for that. I think he was.
1: Okay. Um, someone requested that I go over how I'm intending on reorienting uh, undergrad pedagogy or my pedagogy course again in lieu of COVID. Um, yeah. That was one. That was one request we had. Uh, I also want to sort of give everybody on the podcast, uh, if you're not following all of Dr. Howell's posts and our work with SoundJack, I want to give everybody an update on where we are with that. Cool. Um, and I, I sort of want to get into. Oh, I, I never did. On the podcast, also, someone was asking a, for my list, my Marvel list, which I never shared on the podcast. That's true,
2: because you posted it on Facebook. Because I posted like it on, it on, on
1: my virtual. personal Facebook, and I never, I never shared it on the podcast. But I also think it would be good at the end maybe to just, well, I also want to just say all of the different activities we're going to be doing at Nat's National. And then also uh, maybe just cover some ideas about, like, gosh, you know, what is going to happen to pop culture in the fact that nobody's been able to produce anything in the last six months.
2: I've thought about that. People have been like either pushing out content or a few things, you know, have gotten pushed back, but Um, like nobody's been making anything new. So I'm like, at some point we're going to run out of stuff. And of course,
1: I mean, if you've been following along, um, uh, Houston symphony has announced an $11 million budget cut, laid off a ton of staff. Wow. Uh, Mm -hmm. You, um, Nashville Symphony has canceled their entire season. That's yeah. Um, that's a shame. Uh, New York Phil will not open until January the fifth or sixth. I forget the date.
2: Well, it's hard because in addition to like you know obviously the health risks that they have to evaluate, they have to decide like, is it worth it budget wise to try to do any performances? Yeah, I mean
1: that's really the thing that a lot of the arts organizations are really trying to come to a, a, a sort of decision about is they they can't make their margins mm-hmm. on socially distance audiences yeah right you know right. Pre- presuming that orchest- orchestral performance is safe and i know that there's a lot of um, i know particularly i've seen uh, the the flute people are quite concerned uh, with aerosols similar to singers, the the flute players that makes sense. seem to be seem seem to be the one I've seen the most about. I've well, have seen, you some, seen like the I videos? know. That, well, I know that so. Both major, vocal fam, if you don't know this, there are two major studies on aerosols and the arts going on this summer. One at UC Boulder, which is ongoing right now, and we hope to have preliminary results by the end of June. Another that's going on in Dr. Milton's lab, who was on the Nats webinar, that that hopes to have, they're going to basically take the Boulder results do them again in July at the University of Maryland. And I I think they're covering not just singing. I think they're covering different instrumental playing, all Mm. all this sorts of stuff. And so by the end of July, we should have two different preliminary data sets that will give us a better idea um, in terms of what the science is saying in terms of aerosols. but but anyway, yeah. It's just been sad to see <coughs> the the symphonies. Obviously, the Met has announced that they will not open yeah. until New Year's Eve. Um, mm-hmm. You know. So anyway, it's it's a and who knows what will happen with Broadway? Who knows what's going to be on the other side of, of COVID? We don't know. Um, but some so l- that's a good segue to some more exciting work. Um, you know, uh, Doctor Howell and his team at New England Conservatory have been very dedicated. Ian has been incredibly dedicated to making sure that SoundJack is up and running and that we, uh, in fact, I've just read the draft today of the guide that he has written for people for SoundJack. Kind
2: of a SoundJack for dummies. Did
1: some proofreading. Uh, unfortunately, I don't think that exists. A SoundJack for you, Jack. In order jack. to, so here's so here's what I would say. So, for, for vocal <laughs> fan, if you don't know what I'm talking about, there are four low-latency, real, essentially real-time, but don't call them real-time because that's not true. Yeah. They're, sometimes they're faster than real-time, um, but they are low-latency solutions for online music making. So let's first cover what that means. What low-latency means is if you have an audio interface, there is latency from the mic signal to the interface to the computer. So latency is like the time it takes for information to travel from point to point, okay?
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Audio interfaces have different latency qualities to themselves, mm-hmm. like, it, like if you're trying to take sound from an analog sound, like a human voice, to your digital audio workstation, that will have one type of latency in itself, and then your computer processing power will also affect the latency just of the sound coming from the outside world getting to your computer. Yeah. But there are, so that's one issue. Now, obviously, we've all discovered since March in the last three months that one of the things, and we talked about this in our teaching online episode, and thank you to the over 325 of you who have listened to that episode, We've never had over 325 people listen to an episode. Mm -hmm. I'm very grateful for that, and I'm grateful that we were able to provide that service. Um, But since then, we've all learned what we said in that episode, which is you can't accompany your students over normal video conferencing.
2: Very true. That
1: is because the latency over video conferencing, over the Internet, is a good long while at least something like 120 milliseconds which is sort of equivalent to being about 100 and, the math's 1 to 1.125 f- 1 millisecond to 1.125 feet so like at it's 100 basically 1 to 1 yeah it's a, it's a little more than that but like yeah, like yeah. so think about think about you know if it's 120 milliseconds it's over 125 feet you know, and if you've ever tried to make music over 125 feet outside acoustically, difficult. It's it's tricky or like in a big church. Imagine you're in a big church, you know, that's that's maybe got a big long transept. Oh yeah. Um now, there are four online music platforms that claim to be allow you to be able to collaborate in low latency. And you would need a low-latency environment in order to collaborate rhythmically. Like, you know, obviously on Zoom, we've all learned, okay, let me play the exercise for you. Now you students sing it back. Okay, mm-hmm. no we've, way. we've all learned that, right?
3: Mm.
1: In a low-latency environment, the idea would be that you and another person could collaborate in in essentially real-time because the latency can get down to such a point that if the latency is under something like 10, six to 10 milliseconds, it's like being in the same room, and so the human ear can't distinguish that there is latency the in the
0: signal. Right, which it's like awesome. being 10 to 15 feet away.
1: It's, it's yeah, it's, it's like if, if if the latency is seven, it's more like seven point something yeah, yeah. feet away, seven, which is yeah. about how far your student stands away from you in the room anyway.
2: Anyway, right. yeah. That's
1: awesome. Um, So. That's what that is. There are four platforms that I'm aware of. One is JamKazam. One is, I think, something, I think the other one that I, I have absolutely I not, know nothing about is called Jamulus. And then there are the two, a little bit more high tech ones. One is called Jack Trip, which was written out of the digital music making team at Stanford. It cool. is very involved. I've downloaded mm-hmm. it, I've installed it, I've taken the course. It is not user-friendly. The other one is called SoundJack, which is available at soundjack.eu. And I want to say one thing about SoundJack and JackTrip. Both are free, and both are meant to be services to humanity, not commercial products. Thank God.
2: Which is, yeah, Um, Okay,
1: so, but now I want to explain to the vocal fam what you have to do in order to there's because it's not just as easy. Remember, uh, last time we all talked, I was showing you guys like how to do high fidelity audio over the internet, Mm -hmm. just with something like source connect and, and yeah, um, we were
2: trying some of that out.
1: Yeah, sure. So source connect now is great for high fidelity audio, but it doesn't reduce the latency. Um, and there are a couple solutions uh, for, for that. Um, honestly, if you're a voice teacher, Teaching now in the era of COVID, you should definitely have a high speed Ethernet wired connection. And I would highly encourage you to be using one of the high fidelity audio platforms. They do not require um, some of the things that these low latency setups do. So, the low latency setups, what you have, you have to perform a little bit of Router adjustments. You need to be able to access your router, and when I say by access your router, I don't mean physically access it. No, I
2: made that mistake. I was like, yeah, it's right here. I mean,
1: you need to know the the admin password for your router, so that you can do two things: create a static IP address for the machine you're using, which you can look up on the internet how to do that for your router, and port forward one single port which is usually in the advanced settings of your router and you just have to port forward one port and I want to say a couple of things about that. We've learned two things. One um, Dr. Howell learned from the SoundJack creator that only one party needs to do the port forwarding. So Sarah if you and I wanted to try it from Jackson to Atlanta I'm set up we could try to connect and we do not, you
2: don't need to do anything. Okay, cause, so that to me is kind of game changing. Cause I mean, I was having some struggles trying to port forward, partially because like, my router is just, you know, one we lease from. Right. I mean, I'm sure like most people, we just rent the router and so there are a lot of like, Mm-mm. issues trying to bypass stuff and that sort of thing. So, that's
1: awesome in in that case, you, you have the good situation where it would only be the teacher who would have to maybe set that up, yeah, and the student might not have to set that up now, but um, I, I don't want to go on to hardware yet um, so the other thing I would say is to those of you who are academics, we have also learned that if you're connecting on your campus intranet, like going. In your local area network, from machine to machine, you don't have to do anything. Nice. All you have to do is log on to SoundJack with appropriate equipment, and you'll connect.
2: <clears throat> so, so you, in your office, could connect to. Someone. I was connected
1: multiple times this week between my office and Spivak's office. That's
2: without awesome. Without making
1: any network adjustments, now
2: and so that would work. To like offices like in Jennings and things like that. Correct. Maybe without, so
1: without any router adjustments or network adjustments
0: now, now, see, that fascinates me because theoretically, you could have a student on campus in another room. Mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Correct. Yeah. with vet with no adju- like with no real adjustments made. you have like you could even set it to where you have <clears throat> this is the this is the um student portal room the practice room the student yeah. portal room for your <laughs> voice lessons and in between a voice lesson you have people come in and vigorously clean this room or something
1: better yet you know? they don't even have to do, leave their dorm room that would work to, oh
0: yeah because so, they can stay on their dorm
2: mm-hmm. but can they have ethernet in their room like I don't know if I had that uh,
1: the, at WVU we did I, I my understanding but... from our IT team
3: Mm-hmm.
1: we have a very outdated policy that I'm trying to communicate with about from the head. And I'm talking to the head guy, not some underling. Yeah. He's the one who is, he, I've been in touch with him about all of my on-campus soundjack testing. Mm-hmm. Um, what we have, what he informed me at our institution is that students can plug in, To their rooms with a hardwired Ethernet connection with their own device, but faculty cannot plug their own personally owned device into faculty. Office connections that makes no sense. I understand but, yeah. that. I'm just repeating the policy as it was conferred to me I'm
2: yeah, I'm
1: going to here's the thing. Okay, so now let it me It is nice that okay. the students
2: have Ethernet because I didn't know
1: So let media. me let me update you now a little bit further and let's go to hardware. Okay. Okay, so here's what we've learned about hardware There are some let's start with computers Okay, okay SoundJack is actually built to run on Linux. Ooh. Okay. And okay. it will run on Windows, Linux, or Mac OS. Let me just say that. Ooh. It will not run on iOS or Android. And that's an important distinction, because a lot of people uh-huh. have moved to iPad Pros.
2: That's what I was going to say, is if you had an iPad, you're kind of out of luck. You're out there. of
1: luck. Yeah. Um, the only... The, the other... Um, The other high-fidelity audio platform that most people are um, using—why can't I say the name of it? Uh, Doesn't matter. That is iOS compatible. Okay. So you could do the high-fidelity connection with an iPad, but not necessarily uh, low latency. Low latency. Okay. Okay. So. What we've learned is that one Linux getting a, getting a one hundred and twenty five dollars Raspberry Pi computer, which is like okay, a little like a little
2: what we a little there.
1: credit card sized kids programmable Raspberry Pi, and in a very
0: expensive dessert, Sarah. And installing <laughs> yeah. the
1: Linux operating system on it okay. will run Soundjack.
2: Okay, so it's like buying a textbook wow. almost for your voice lesson. If you well, if are thinking you about it Well, you still also
1: need the audio interface, the headphones, and the microphone. So we're looking at five hundred dollars. So uh probably less than five, but that's probably closer, Michael. Mm-hmm.
3: mm mm-hmm.
1: yeah. Now let's <laughs> but here's the thing. That's a big difference than twenty five hundred if you wrap in the laptop. <clears throat> mm-hmm. yeah. So the problem is the laptop.
2: Which, I mean, honestly, I think most college students are going to have the laptop. That has
1: not proven to be the case. Really? And I say that based on the experience of the last three months of this school year. Say say that again? Most college students do not have laptops anymore.
2: So are they just really moving to iPads? Because, I mean, I've considered that, but I've just... Okay.
1: Yes. Hmm. So, we've learned a couple of things, and I might say this wrong, but let me just say a couple of things that we've learned. Mac is also way easier. But it's way easier mostly because of its coordination with the audio interfaces, not its coordination with sound jack.
3: Mm. So
1: the the problem that we've run into is that one, Zoom audio devices, and particularly the Focusrite Scarlett, which is like the most popular audio interface Mm-hmm. on the market because it's mm-hmm. a good price point and a good product. Not none of those products which both of which I own mm-hmm. will work with Soundjack on Windows. They can they connect fine on my MacBook Pro. Yeah. But they will not connect to Soundjack. Well, they'll connect. Yeah. <clears throat> the Zoom won't even connect the Focusrite will connect, but will not give me clear signal
2: on mm-hmm. SoundJack.
1: And that's over our campus intranet, yeah. not over the World Wide Web at, from my house. Yeah. So
0: just to, just to ask again, how much was this Raspberry Pi that you were asking people, that you were saying this will run on this system? Raspberry They're like Pi.
1: 125 bucks, $115, and then okay. I forget what Linux as an operating system costs.
0: Right, right. I'm just trying to get people the loosest numbers possible um, because I, I, I saw this actually just earlier today um, where Focusrite is selling um, a bundle of a two-in, two-out uh, digital audio interface. Yeah, the Scarlet. That's what I have. They're, they're, they're selling that with some nice headphones and a condenser microphone and the cables, everything you need together for $219. Right. So – if you bundle that with the Linux system, honestly, like with the Raspberry Pi, you're looking at about three hundred and fifty dollars, or maybe four hundred. Um, which first, maybe four hundred. With you know, and I'm sure that there's some other stuff you'll end up needing. You know, like you'll need your, you know, like you said, you need the the Linux operating system. There's some stuff there, but. That is still within the realm of of a reasonable thing that we would ask of a college student, particularly if it's something we're going to be doing for more than one semester. That's
2: what I was going to say. If you're thinking about it, <coughs> even like let's say you're using it for four years,
3: mm-hmm. I Correct. mean,
2: that's that's not as big of a deal. And especially like some of the mics and stuff, if you're a performer, it never hurts to have a nice mic, okay. and
0: and, and for like, as I think last time I was on here, we talked about, the value of getting some basic hardware into the hands of students because regardless i mean even if the coronavirus just was miraculously wiped off the map mm-hmm.
1: tomorrow
0: morning you know the students need to
1: know how to use this tech
0: exactly you know yeah. they still need to be able to know how to record themselves how to how to do these things they need to know and the so. difference
1: between a condenser microphone a condenser omni microphone a they need to know these differences. Mm-hmm. You know, so that um they are marketable
0: and relevant.
1: And and record themselves for crying out yes. loud. I mean, for with yes. nothing else to say about it. Um, you know, even if their goal is not to become a YouTube sensation. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Michael raises his hand.
1: Uh, <laughs> but you know, I, I, th- 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 so anyway, this is a good transition actually. We could talk about different audio interfaces all day. If if Listen, if you wanna spend a whole lot of money, you could also spend a whole lot of money.
2: You certainly If you can. wanna
1: spend a whole lot of money, I would recommend that you get the Universal Audio Apollo interface. If you're on Mac, there's a Thunderbolt one. If you're on PC, there's a USB-C one. If you want to do a super high quality thing though, I would definitely recommend going ahead and spending the money for a six core MacBook Pro that has, you know, probably at least 32 gigs of RAM, et cetera, et cetera. But that's just because you want to blow a bunch of money. Listen, do you, you could you to... could always blow a bunch of money? Do you have anything um, to say
0: about uh processing power? I, I remember seeing something about yes. okay. multiple
1: cores is so, valuable. So what we've seen is it seems like on a duo-core 3-point uh, whatever processor with mm-hmm. 8 gigs of RAM, SoundJack will work. We're not quite certain on the different combinations of computer cores versus actual processing power versus RAM. It's, I don't think we have a definite answer there yet. We can say MacBook Airs don't seem to be performing well. And in That's general, surprising. Windows machines do not seem... They, they, they present other problems. They're presenting problems, though, from... Okay, so my Focusrite, again, connects fine to SoundJack on my MacBook Pro, will not connect on Windows. Or it will connect, it just won't get clear signal. Mm -hmm. So there are driver problems with some devices, like the Zoom products, that create barriers on Windows that are not there on Mac OS. I'm not Mm -hmm. saying, hey, Windows is better, or Mac is better, or Linux is better, I'm just reporting what we've observed.
0: Right, this is not a product loyalty, this is just, these things are not working well together. Correct. We're not saying, your Windows PCs are garbage and we're judging you. and Well, we're like, if you
2: have a Windows PC, you obviously aren't going to be able to do this. No, in it's fact,
1: awesome. my, my focus right is what you guys are hearing me through. My mic mm-hmm. is actually going through the focus right and into the Zoom. And then you guys are coming into the Zoom through the computer. So I've got a whole bunch of audio stuff going on. So my signal is going into the focus right. And then directly into the Zoom. But the Zoom is also working as my interface for the computer.
0: Oh, okay, so your but focus right is, so your Scarlet's not connected to the computer.
1: It is as, as a mic audio interface, except I have your signal coming out the headphone jack going into the Zoom. Ah, uh, okay. Well, wow, that's a whole bunch of stuff right there. I have a whole <laughs> bunch of stuff sitting Lots in front of, of me right now. Yes. So, anyway, Vocal Fam, here's my point about just updating you on our, on, on, and honestly, again, you know, Ian's going to have his name on buildings someday. Um, and next week, <laughs> um, just, you know, thank you, doc- go, Thank you, Dr. Howell, for the work you continue to push us forward through. Uh, I think what, what, what a lot of us are trying to do is be able to make collaborative music making possible completely safely. Yes. Um Okay, so that was that was a thing I wanted to to get to today. Um what else did I want to get to today? Remind me? Oh yeah, okay, so that's a good transition into Nats National, real quick.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So Nat's National's coming up. Um, And -hmm. if you've not registered for National, please do. Poster sessions have been live for a week. I'm gonna be recording question and answer sessions with our poster presenters this coming week, and then we'll drop those Q&A sessions during the conference. Sarah and my presentation um, goes live the first day of the conference on Friday. Well, I guess the first day is Thursday with pre-conference workshops. Sarah's doing one of those.
2: Oh yeah, well, not doing like giving. I signed up for one. Sarah's signed no, up attending to attend.
1: one. <laughs> and, no, no,
2: no, use the wrong impression. <laughs> and um,
1: and then our presentation goes live on Friday, and then yeah. our live Q and A is Friday evening, mm-hmm. and uh, then I'm hosting also Friday afternoon. I'm hosting Kari Reagan during Plurals Publishers Showcase to interview her about her new book a systematic approach to voice the art of studio application by kari reagan so that is on friday, friday as yeah. well friday's a very busy day
2: Friday, yeah you're gonna be jam-packed
1: um and then uh tuesday i am uh, along with at least josh glasner i'm Hoping maybe Ian or perhaps Kayla or someone might also join us. We're going to be part of a boot camp, trying to prepare folks for the fall semester with some of this online information like we've just been covered.
2: Awesome. Kind of a little. We workshop. will also
1: have the vice president, one of the vice presidents of Sweetwater Sound, who is a guest on that boot camp. I had a Alan Henderson and myself. Um, had a great phone call with him sweetwater's coming up with some package deals for conference attendees
2: that's awesome
1: uh, Michael you were just talking about some of the package deals and so some of those packages I, I was able to talk with him about the work we've been doing um, with soundjack and, and and some of the low latency options and just coming up with you know different packages not that not not just that are just just the brand, but that have different maybe options within the package. Yeah, mm. that kind of thing. Um, I think it's important for classical voice teachers who are just classical to to really consider getting themselves a reference mic rather than rather than a you know a, a vocal like mic, a- um, because they really want to hear the voice in the room. They don't really want to hear the vocal signal um yeah. so much process through the signal chain. But again, right. Michael, what wonderful things for all of us as musicians to be learning. Yes. You know?
0: Yes, absolutely. So anyway, Abs- so that
1: that boot camp is then on Tuesday. It's going to be a crazy whirlwind weekend. So please if you've not registered for Nat's National, register for great. Nat's National. Tons and tons and tons of great content. Um, you know, so many friends that we had on the podcast this spring from Seth Keaton, to Kari, to Heidi Moss, to Alan, to who else did we have on the podcast this spring to talk about National? Um, Lorraine Sims. It. Yes. I am um, I'm, I'm sure, I don't want to leave anybody out, uh, but now I'm going to forget.
2: Because it's okay. My it was brain is too like... Michelle and Kristen. Yes.
1: Um, yes, Michelle and Kristen.
2: And- but it was all
1: before COVID happened and... I, I have or during, or during. Uh, Chris yeah. John will be presenting. Yes. Um, yes so yes. anyway, lots of good stuff. Come to NATS National. It's going to be a rip roar yes. good time, and it's the lowest price point you will ever pay for a national conference of this type. For
2: real, no travel yes. costs. Um, no taking off work. You just kind of turn on your computer.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. Um. Okay. So can I can
0: I yes. make a request of our of our listeners as I'm as as we're talking about all of these things. Um, and then we're talking about posters and things. I was thinking about this because I was I've been hunting for these things and no one has done it yet. But maybe one of our amazing listeners will do it. Listen, this is what we need: we need amazing infographics for normal people that can be shared on the internet regarding, um, for instance, like we're talking about pa- like these pa- like uh, here's some different microphone options. Here's some different other options. Here's how sound jack works. Here's some other stuff. We need some amazing, Instagram-worthy infographics, okay? So that. that. So, so that when, you know, small-town voice teacher who doesn't really understand technology, like, they're not, they're not incapable of technology. They just, they, the word latency scared them when we started saying that word over and over. Yeah. We need something like a cute picture that says, like, what is latency? Here's what latency is. Latency is a blah, blah, blah. So how does the sound travel? Now, here's some things you can do. We need some great infographics. Can someone out there with graphic design skills get on some of that? Because I'm sure there's a need for it, you know? Because, like, churches everywhere are asking information. I mean, like, people are calling me. I'm the least knowledgeable (laughs) about these things. And they're going okay but how do I do this stuff and are you really really sure I can't accompany people over the internet and
2: you're like I am I am so sure but you
0: can yes well, okay, you can With now. These situ- yes now you can and I think, when, when but- it
2: started not so much
0: exactly and I think to be able to have some really I don't know I, I'm I'm always I'm all about like the the kind of the the presentation of information you know like so much of this stuff I think is scary to people not because it's actually like super difficult, but because the way we present that information very much is through, uh, I mean, through an academic lens, you know, and through a, through a very technical lens. And so- I want,
2: like, a consumer report spread on all of the microphones and all of the things. Like, I love me some consumer reports, you know, like the magazine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you, you know. So, fun w- fact about Sarah. Child Sarah used to read consumer reports for fun. I knew a lot about, <laughs> like, the safest SUVs and the best dishwashers. And, and Why does
1: that, that totally sound right? <laughs>
2: so that was, that was where I was at as a child but like that's what I want for like all the mics Sarah the you were a blast system. at
1: parties as a child weren't you
2: I wasn't invited to parties as a child so okay. that,
1: see that's, that's
0: that's what your that's what your pre-conference workshop will be about the the best SUVs and dishwashers <laughs> from the early 2000s, the
2: early 2000s. <laughs> yeah that's what I'm giving guys Go to my zoom chat room <laughs> yikes um, Oh, but i think that would be like it's like you're saying something that makes it very accessible and someone like coming from my perspective where i want to be i want to be able to compare things for the best quality but then i also need them to be really cost effective and accessible mm-hmm. and things like that
0: well and step by step this i mean like i don't mean to sound like an idiot here but like, but it's not because of intelligence. It's really just user interface. Like, I, I want step-by-step
1: instructions with colorful pictures. Like, <laughs> yes,
2: I want know? instructions and then the picture of somebody doing the thing. Uh, so <laughs> what I
1: will say is Ian's guide to Soundjack also includes visuals. That great. Nice. Um, like great. That. So that, that is helpful. Uh, I'm
2: only half kidding about a Soundjack for Dummies book.
1: For real,
0: pamphlet. I still think sure. we're we're. I think I think we'll miss it if we don't use sound jack for Jack Blanks. <laughs> <laughs> All right.
2: Another option. Another option.
1: <laughs> Clear yeah, effective. sound
0: jack for, jack for Jack for Jack donkeys. I think makes perfect sense. You know, <laughs> like,
1: not not so subtle, but uh, okay.
0: I'm I'm, I'm the first one to buy that book. So.
1: <laughs> um. Anyway. Uh let's see what else did I want to cover. Oh yeah. All right. So it's funny. So just I can cover this very quickly. The change that I'm just making to VoicePad is I'm still going to start with perception. Okay. But I'm going to add on how to perceive that noise over the internet and what mics do to the sound, what the audio interface does to the sound. Ooh. All right. Etc. etc. Because now it's, it matters.
2: Very pertinent. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's not so That's much that good. I'm like not gonna. So if, if, if you're like, wait, what, what is he talking about? Vocal fam, if, if, if you haven't been listening and you're new, we love you. Thanks for listening. <laughs> if you go back to a lot of our episodes, you'll get to hear what Dr. Perna teaches in VoicePed. That's true. Sort of ad nauseum. And different classes' reaction to that material. But I oh, okay. start my my PED sequence, my basic course now, with a unit on perception. I actually don't wait till resonance or wait till later. And I don't just do it on listening. I actually start with actual psychoacoustics concepts of of perception in the context of how to listen to singers. But now I'm going to do that also and make sure that they have comprehension of what things like signal chain will do to that, what Mm -hmm. things like having audio fidelity of 48K versus 96K will do to the processing of the signal, and what the Mm -hmm. frequency response of the microphone will do to the signal. Those are the two big things I want to make sure that I add in Mm -hmm. to their understanding. Um, That's great. One thing SoundJack will let you do if you have a super high quality computer and a solid connection, you can not only go the whole way up to an Opus audio codec of 96, you can do 192, you can also do the three, whatever it is, you can also double that and do 786 or whatever the doubling is. Who needs that? And you can also even go the whole way up to a linear codec, which is like, I mean, it's, anyway. So you can go to super high quality audio if you have a good connection.
2: That's nice.
1: I mean, whereas most of the other high fidelity audio things sort of cap out at maybe 312 or something like that, which is above CD quality, but not quite MP3 quality. Yeah.
2: yeah. Mm.
1: Anyway, that's a whole bunch of stuff, to say a whole bunch of stuff. You you know... Um, hmm. Michael's got his so thinking you, face on.
0: I have my thinking face mm-hmm. on. So how, how do you... What elements of like, how does this sound over the internet? How do you intend to teach that? I'm just curious, you know?
1: I'm going to play them different samples and pass filter, high pass or low pass filter things.
3: Mm hmm. Mm hmm.
1: And so, that, I think, because I think the first thing you need to know about a singing voice anyway is what does the lower part of the spectrum sound like? What's the middle part of the spectrum sound like? And what's the high part of the spectrum sound like?
0: Yes, yes. I'm just thinking about like, I know that these things change all the time. Like how much, like like we've talked about this before. Like the degree to which, like the different like uh, teleconferencing platforms and the, the the audio codec and how they've shifted all of those. Yep. I know that those change all the time. So it's not really meaningful to be like to like in no way do people deeply need to know this is what Skype does to your sound. But I think like to be able to say like oh like how to say the 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 everything is so um it's like the wild west you know what i mean everyone everything is so different as opposed to like well i've just filtered this part of the sound out you, do you see what
1: i'm saying yeah like and and mm-hmm. i will tie but at first the first step is just getting them to hear it
0: yeah for sure because for sure. here's here's
1: what i've heard from multiple people i've heard from multiple people that they don't hear the difference between any of the platforms
3: Mm. And that
1: says one of two things to me in my experience so far this spring. Either one, they're not on an Ethernet connection, and therefore their connection is so slow they can't tell the difference. Right. Mm -hmm. Which is possible. Mm Yeah. Or two, they're just not trained to hear the difference in in audio fidelity. And it's
0: probably a little bit of both. Because everybody's on Wi-Fi, you know?
1: Boy, we've been preaching that message as hard as we can. To not be yep. on Wi-Fi, I'm on currently yeah. up to Cat six cable here, with an upgraded modem now, a gigabit modem. And
0: yeah, I saw you guys were selling your old modem. And yeah, I, was like, oh, I saw. You bought, Nick bought a new
1: modem. Yeah, Upgrade. That was. That, I actually. It took a while to get here. Nick
0: bought. A, this was my perception. of this is not true, but I was. But I saw Mandy post the thing. I was like, Nick bought a new modem and sent Mandy out into the streets with the old one, peddling it. <laughs> I had posted it first. <laughs> the she, first was the first post I saw. I just imagine her like in the streets with like Moto Do you want this Modum? I'll sell it to
1: you for a hundred dollars. Like I have it down to seventy-five.
2: There you go. Make a deal. And that's
1: been a couple of days. If anybody wants an Aeris Surfboard sixty one ninety and a Linksys, I forget the model number router. Two two channel. Uh you're you're welcome to it for fifty bucks.
2: Ooh, we, we we've a given steal up here, Vocal Fry.
0: We've given up on asking for sponsorships and we've moved to peddling so old technology. routers. <laughs>
1: uh, anyway, that's funny. Yes. Anyway, let's. So, so anyway, yeah. So again, just because I'm thinking about this possibly being our last episode before Nats National, maybe new listeners. If you are new to the program, we will always have, usually, some kind of incorporation of pop knowledge nonsense in our show as well. Um, You know, we were talking earlier, I I did a complete, a number of weeks ago now, it was a while ago now, I did a complete rewatch of the entire Marvel Cinematic Universe and made a gigantic list of uh, my favorite movies, Um, and... Now I'm trying to remember if I even still have the list. It was so long ago.
2: It's on your Facebook.
1: It is. I wonder.
2: There's a
0: lot of stuff on his Facebook.
1: There yeah, is... but I think if I type
2: in like Marvel oh, I have it. I
1: have it. I have it.
2: Marvel. I
1: have it. So for those of you who were wondering, yep. here were things, here were here were things that I had missed in my previous views of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And understand, Vocal Fam, that I watch these movies incredibly intensely
2: accurate.
1: Yeah. I had missed that when Thor is diagramming the nine realms in Thor. Mhm. One that he brings up Nidavellir. I had complete cuz Nidavellir okay. is one of the nine realms.
2: Cool cool cool.
0: What is Nidavellir again?
1: Where he goes to forge Stormbreaker.
0: Ah, that's right. Okay.
1: Um that was a big thing to me. Big thing that... Here's Perna's prediction of something that will come back later in the MCU. Probably in Doctor Strange 3. When he uh, is first training, um, Mordo picks up the staff of the Living Tribunal. How'd you miss yeah. that? I had, Everybody knew that. I, it was just something I had missed. Dear
0: Diary, today I knew something before Nick did. That is all. <laughs>
1: uh, I had missed that the first introduction of a Celestial was in Guardians of the Galaxy 1, because nowhere wh- where they go to meet the Collector is the yeah. severed head of a Celestial.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay. Totally
1: totally had missed that.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. I didn't think I was that. thinking okay. that
1: the first introduction of a Celestial was when they introduced Ego. <laughs> um, and in Far From Home I had totally missed the easter egg that the initials BFP were on Peter's suitcase um, mm. and so Uncle Ben was sort of in the MCU
2: <laughs> a little
1: in initials at least so
0: much rice we haven't eaten and so uh,
1: <coughs> my I ranked I didn't rank I put a, made a short little list of my favorite suit-ups of the MCU. It's a very short list. My single two favorite suit-ups of the entirety of the MCU are both in Infinity War. I mentioned this on the podcast. Yeah. And they happen within about four minutes of each other. (laughs) The Iron Man suit-up, right at the very beginning, the first time we see Tony's nanotech and bleeding-edge armor... Which, by yeah. the way, still Perna's favorite, entire... So cool. The best. It's totally the best. And then the Iron Spider first suit up that was right cool. after that. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Those yes. are both cool.
0: Except- that one's great because because you you're not really expecting... Like, you know something's going to happen... Yeah, And like...
1: Mr. Stark, it smells like a new car in here.
0: <laughs> uh, no, it's so great. It's so
1: great. Never uh, change, Tom Holland. Let's, let's see. so pure. Um, so pure. Let's see. Uh, my favorite entrance in the entire MCU of any character in any movie is Cap as the Nomad in Infinity War.
2: I do love that. Yeah. That entrance, entrance
1: is amazing.
0: Oh, it's so great. It's uh,
1: so great. I also love Tony's entrance it's not his first entrance in the movie but Tony's entrance as Iron Man in Stuttgart in Avengers 1 after Cap is already there with Loki yeah yeah and then yeah. To- and and mm. Natasha's in the jet and then Tony comes in that's yeah, a great entrance that's,
2: a that's pretty great
0: too. listen that first avengers movie is so good and i always forget right
2: you know? i forget too
0: now i will say the opening of that movie the feel of that movie is so much weirder and cheesier than I remember it yes. being every time, you yes. know. That whole
2: movie is so much cheesier than I remember and like it's so weird to take a trip back to where I think I was a senior in high school when that came out and my favorite like lines that I was like, "Oh my gosh, this is amazing." And now I'm like Oh, Sarah, you just didn't right. even know. Okay. Sarah,
0: somewhere on the internet, there's a there's a picture. Not on the internet. maybe it's on the internet. Somewhere <laughs> floating around on planet Earth, there is a picture of me and all of my college friends dressed as the Avengers going to see that movie. We had run late, so the movie was about to start in literally one minute. So we we uh, we the theater was full so we had to sit in the second row so understand it was yeah. it wasn't opening that it was the second day but it was still the energy yeah. so so understand your favorite movies about to start and just silhouettes of these people vaguely dressed <laughs> as the avengers looking okay, we got applause I deeply pressured my friend Daniel Griffith to rip his shirt into tiny shreds <laughs> because he was dressed as the Hulk. He Originally, he only wanted to paint his arms and his face green, but I convinced him to paint his whole body green because I knew ahead of time. I'm conniving, guys. Um, I knew ahead of time I'm going convi- to peer pressure this person into destroying their shirt this for is the sake of this movie. And then I brought him an extra shirt because my plan went off
1: without a hitch all right anyways um this I is know. my top 10 lines in the entire mcu in no particular order so this is not in order okay okay i am iron man
3: hmm.
1: pick whichever version of it you want that man is playing galaga i think <laughs> might be my favorite line in the entirety of the mcu So
2: funny.
1: he thought no one would notice <laughs>
2: what we did what we did
1: <laughs> from the heart and i mean this from the heart not the comedic comedic aspect of it i'm mary poppins y'all oh mm-hmm. oh my mm-hmm. gosh i love i love when caecilius in that whole exchange but particularly particularly when he says mr doctor that just that gets me every time
2: i do love that <laughs> mm.
1: Uh in <laughs> Guardians one only he didn't use frickin'. One of my favorite lines. Oh
0: yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Uh I did think you the edit most edit
0: this list. Huh? Because I'm on your Facebook post from May twentieth. Did you edit this list? Probably. I think you did.
1: Yes. Um <laughs> uh, I think the most poignant line in the entirety of the MCU. Is just bury me in the ocean with my ancestors who jumped from the ships because they knew death was better than bondage. I mm-hmm. think is the most important overall statement of the entirety of the MCU. Mm-hmm. Um, particularly in light of where we are right now.
2: Right now, yeah.
1: Um, show them who you are, Michael. That was your takeaway. That's from my, my
0: favorite. Oh my gosh! I do
2: love that. Oh.
0: And it's not just show them who you are. They're, they're oh man, just the moment and the, the delivery. Oh, it's so good.
1: Going back to Tony, to Spider-Man in Infinity War. He's from space. He came here to steal a necklace from a wizard. Mm. So good. <laughs> uh, probably the most exciting line in the entirety of the MCU is bring me Thanos. hmm in terms of moments of excitement, that might be the most exciting moment to me in the entirety of the M Other than maybe Avengers Assemble.
2: Yeah. Bring me Thanos
1: is... Man. Uh, And of course, I love you 3000. I mean, Mm. I have a shirt that my kids got me with that on it with their names, so... Adorable. All right. In reverse order, here was my ranking, and you guys can debate my top five or whatever. Um... (laughs) At the very end, and don't tell Jamie. <laughs> at the very okay. bottom, Iron Man 2. I get it. Going up, Iron Man 3.
0: I'm shocked still that Iron Man 2 is considered worse than Iron Man 3. But I, honestly, Iron Man 2 is not a good movie. It's
1: not a good movie. Like um, It's
0: just like more explosions. That's what we want.
1: Thor, 1.
2: I get Yeah, that, that's lacking a lot of... Everything. I
0: only remember Bacardi 151. It is also um, the
1: shortest movie Thor. in the MCU.
2: I think they just yeah. really needed to introduce his character.
0: That really is that movie. Yes. There's almost no point to it. It's yeah, like it's just, of- oh
2: my gosh, oh my gosh, we have to have like an an origin story movie before right. you know, we keep going. Going yeah. up from there,
1: and I have these two together, I just they're just sort of there for me. I kind of just don't care. I know a lot of people really like them, but I, then i have ant-man and the wasp and then ant-man they're just not my thing that's a that's a personal aesthetic
2: okay um i don't know how highly they would be ranked on my list i did like find myself enjoying them more than i expected when i was rewatching but i'm still not sure they like rank super high for me
0: See, they're so funny for me, but I just, in my mind, they're almost not MCU movies because they're so removed. I I put them in a separate category.
2: I think that's my thing is it doesn't feel like... That's how I felt
1: almost.
0: Yes, that's totally right, Michael. Strangely, I almost feel that way about the first Iron Man movie as well, just because nothing's established yet. Or
2: the first three. I feel that too. It feels Mm -hmm. super separate Mm -hmm. to me.
1: Let's not forget that essentially Avengers Endgame is Iron Man 4. I said that the night after we saw it.
2: Yeah, it really is.
1: Um, Then I had Age of Ultron. I have to tell you guys, that movie has great moments in it and a couple of great visual shots, but generally speaking, that's a pretty weak script.
0: I have to go back and watch it because I I actually felt... Now, it's been probably several months now, but a couple months ago, I I rewatched that movie, and I remember thinking... Actually, this is a lot better than I remember it. Okay. being. that's actually right. what
2: I, that was my experience too. Was it was better than I remembered it Cause because I don't it, think I liked it that much the first time I watched it, but going well, back, but I liked it. But you have to
1: remember that. that moving forward, most of the rest of these movies are extremely are good.
2: I know it, it's yes. a high bar. Um, well,
1: and I think
0: I think I think Ultron was extra weird because if you consider how you felt after the first Avengers movie and then you're coming in for the second Avengers movie. And I remember being like, Oh, this movie actually makes me feel sad and a little bit sick, you know? Yeah. And I think probably that, you know, and there's a lot of things tied in there because they realized
1: they had to go somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Anyway, um, I'm very disappointed with how high on the list in terms of, like, low on the list, I guess I mean, this movie is. But then I put Guardians 1, and I love Guardians 1.
2: Yeah, you do love Guardians 1. And I 1. love
1: the Guardians, and you'll see how much I love the Guardians with where I have the other movie. But I'm, <laughs> I, I, that's where I put Guardians 1. And I, I, you're right. going to laugh at this next thing. But in retrospect, having seen them all and rewatched them all... Gosh, Thor The Dark World is next. It is so much better than I thought it was.
2: I really enjoyed Thor The Dark World. We're all on
0: the same page at long last about this movie (laughs) because, guys... Guys, I'll be really honest with you. I'm a huge nerd, and you guys know that already. But when we first talked about this movie years ago, I secretly felt pressured into hiding my love for this movie because they have phrases like dark elves, and it sounds so lame. It's it's so much better
1: than I thought.
2: But I love some high fantasy. I I really like Thor Dark World. And And I
1: think that's a good point, Sarah. It really stands in the MCU as the first genre pick which yes. really increases its importance.
0: Yes, because uh, it is, I mean, I'm trying to think mm-hmm. like um, Thor The Dark World came out after, after Avengers 1, right?
1: Yes. yes. Iron Man 3, yes. Avengers 1, Iron Man 3, Thor The Dark World. Okay,
0: because Thor The Dark World, uh, because Avengers had a little bit of narration at the opening, mm-hmm. but not like Thor The Dark World. Thor The Dark World, I mean, straight up it is I mean, it is like nineteen eighty six, you know. Uh it's we're watching the dark crystal or That's labyrinth what yeah. is or like. something. Yeah. A full on narration with an older white man speaking. I mean, it's just very much just it is the genre. And I yeah.
1: love Odin in that movie, even though he's asleep for half of it. Oh
0: yes. Yes. Well and um and um I don't think people realize how much how important that movie is to the um how do I say this? The development of Thor and Loki, relationally. Oh,
1: completely. I yeah. completely agree. People remember
0: all those moments and they attribute them to every other movie. Okay, moving
1: know? ahead. Yeah. And again, you're gonna be like, ah, how can this be this high in the list? But look at the rest of the movies. Spider-Man Far From Home.
3: Hi, I understand
1: it. Funny. it. It could easily be higher now we're
0: nitpicking there's just the, the, right. the slivers yeah. are so thin It really
2: comes down to almost personal preference
1: yes next I have Avengers 1
0: see I would flip those two.
2: okay
1: okay I get that
0: but they're so close yeah
1: next I have Captain Marvel and I can understand that maybe being lower on the list lower like not as good yes mm-hmm.
2: But I, I might actually put that a little lower
1: but I have it there because my daughter loves it so much
3: Mm-hmm.
1: it's more my personal attachment yeah. to Olivia's love for it
0: now that movie I love again coming back to genre picks that movie I love because I did not expect it to be such a weird sci-fi movie you know what Correct. I mean sci-fi deep, and
2: it though. is, and it yes. is <laughs> it really is
1: um, going up from there Black Panther
2: probably Amazing the movie. most
1: important movie in the MCU if we were ranking movies in importance it would be number one
0: Again, I would flip it in Captain America, you know. Captain America, First here.
1: Avenger, that's fine. I could totally see yeah. that flipping. could totally but see both that. Both of those
0: movies are so good. Then I have the other
1: Spider-Man Homecoming. Then I, I have Spider-Man Homecoming. I would say that oh. those movies from, from Guardians 1 up through Spider-Man Homecoming, and I then I have Doctor Strange. I would say that all those movies could be interchangeable in practically any order you wanted to put them
0: Honestly, honestly, I think yeah, and, and yeah. then
1: to me, then the this, but I do think there's a definite shift in in importance and quality, sort of between all of that and the top seven for me. Maybe not okay. importance, that's the wrong word, but in in for for me, if I was gonna quality. rewatch something, these next seven would be the top of the of, of the. Of the barrel, that being Iron Man One, which is probably the most important other than Black Panther, solely because it's the first one of all of this.
2: It, yeah. Oh yeah.
1: It would be way mm. lower in this list if it weren't for that. Mm. Um although rewatching it, Iron Man One is markedly better than Iron Man Two and Three.
0: It's a really yes. good movie.
2: It yeah. is actually a really good movie. I, I enjoyed rewatching it.
1: Um Captain America Civil War, which could Ooh. probably be lower in this list
0: yes i don't enjoy that movie to be honest with you uh
1: i I get that sarah has has
2: feelings about that movie but but it's not yeah that's the thing i don't really rewatch it was very difficult for me to rewatch right obviously
0: so much connective tissue
1: ragnarok which could easily be higher than this yes that was a good movie ragnarok in rewatching it for a while i was like gosh am i gonna have ragnarok be number one on this list i mean like like the (laughs) the thought crossed my mind it's so good it's so good it's
0: the first well and it's it's the first one that really makes a real shift into like uh you see thor being comedic and i think really sets the stage for like the 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 tone of the marvel movies from then on you know? Yeah. And,
2: my only complaint with Ragnarok was that I wish we had had more time spent on Hella, except that, like, I get that you can only make a movie so long. I
1: get that. I would also say it's the movie where they really, I mean, maybe that or Doctor Strange, where they really amped up the visuals.
2: That's true. Yeah, I'll give you that. Like, yeah.
1: where the CGI just went nuts. Um and let's admit it Taika Waititi is a brilliant filmmaker.
0: He is
1: He's a genius. Have you
0: all watched the uh, documentary series about the Mandalorian?
1: No, but I, I have would not. like to.
0: It's lovely, the first episode is just a round table with every director and they do a little feature on each director and the conclusion I've come to is that Taika Waititi is so strange and hilarious and like everyone else is like talking about their art and their process and Taika Waititi is like, yeah, I just kind of stumbled into this. I tried doing this, it didn't work. I tried doing art. Nobody wanted my art. I tried this. What about this? Okay. Well, and then I started making films. And uh, I went and asked all these people. I went and asked the people who did Lord of the Rings if they had any stuff that they didn't want to use anymore that they were going to throw away. And they said, yeah, you can have this old crusty old monster thing. No one will buy it from us. So that's what I used to make my movie. And I'm just like, who are you? So creative genius. And you can see those threads in, in Ragnarok.
1: From there, Winter Soldier, which arguably as a standalone film might be the best movie other than Black Panther in mm-hmm. the MCU a solid movie. Yeah,
2: yeah.
1: Um, so I guess really in a lot of ways this, this list for me is like almost on again it's just personal aesthetic more than anything else um, then I had then my top three Guardians Mixtape Volume 2 because I nothing speaks to my spirit animal quite like a dysfunctional family comedy in a sci-fi comic book movie
0: with a giant
1: Pac-Man, right. Mm-hmm. I mean, really, when you think about my aesthetic, you uh, that pretty much that pretty much hits it. That 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 pretty yeah. much that pretty much hits it. Uh, and then I I just went ahead with the big two as one and two because, but I will say I had Endgame number two, which could easily be much lower on this list, um, for sure. Uh, and then, but for me, Infinity War stands alone at the top.
2: It was amazing.
1: That
0: movie shook me.
1: Oh my gosh! Like we all know. I don't think for, any of us will ever quite have a movie-going experience like that again.
0: Guys, I remember. I just like I felt like I was having like an emotional breakdown. Also, do you um,
1: remember? You felt go-
2: like, of course, you were having an emotional breakdown. We could all hear you having it. <laughs>
0: i was sobbing in that theater because spider-man faded away (laughs) oh my gosh and look y'all i will never forget also also do you remember we we got those like shaking chairs oh yes we saw
1: that in the d-box theater
2: I with those, those, like,
1: chairs. roller coaster simulator I chairs. Because
2: chairs. <laughs> <laughs> half of the movie, you're, like, floating through space. And so the chairs are just, like, vaguely moving. And I'm like, am I going to get car sick in a movie?
3: <laughs> See, I
0: kind of really enjoyed it for that movie. Like, because that movie was explosions and floating through space. But also, I can understand how you would be like, maybe I'm going to get
1: sick.
2: Yeah, I was, yeah. Gonna, I was like, this this is bad. <laughs> This is, I, this is not
1: pleasant. Yeah, it's interesting, too. I mean, going back to our whole thing that we've talked about, just to wrap it up it, from these movies, we, you've heard us many times, vocal fam, talk about how these movies are genre picks. Infinity yes. War is a war movie. Yes. Endgame is three different movies. It's the fourth act of Infinity War as the first act, the, meaning, like, the depression of the war yeah. movie. Yes. Then it's a heist comedy... For the middle hour of the movie yep. Randomly hyped comedy <laughs> And then it's Important. a giant comic book movie At the end of the movie
2: But like yes. This is, these is literally a, a Series of comic book movies So that's, I feel like it's fitting
1: um, Yes Guardians, dysfunctional family comedy In a sci-fi movie, in a comic book movie Captain America Winter Soldier Sort of cold era war Spy movie Yeah, In a comic book movie
0: it's like Mission Impossible.
1: Ragnarok, office buddy comedy in a fantasy movie in a comic book movie.
2: Yep, yep, like you do.
1: Um, uh, Civil War, I'm not really so sure what to call that. Civil <laughs>
0: War is called connective tissue. <laughs> <Thanks>. Avengers 2.5. <laughs>
1: yes. Um, Iron Man is Iron we Man. French they weren't doing that yet. It. Doctor Strange, sort of your Eastern... Yeah. mystic movie. It's
2: almost like a karate movie. Like, yes. You know? It's almost yes. like karate Bruce is. Lee. Yes. Yep,
1: that's right.
0: Yes. W- there's training happening. There. That's yeah. right.
2: Mm-hmm. You got your guru. That's
0: right. Uh, mm-hmm.
1: Spider-Man mm-hmm. Homecoming, high school comedy. It's a John
0: Cusack
3: film.
1: Yes. Yeah. Uh,
2: yeah.
1: Cap, first, well, no, first Avenger Black Panther, sort of your African diaspora movie um, in in a totally different, though, fresh. What a, story a that's never been film. what what an amazing movie mm-hmm. um captain marvel you're sort of as we said sci-fi movie very unexpectedly heavy sci-fi
0: you have to listen to every detail of the movie and
1: i love that right yeah now. Um, yeah, um, sci-fi. Sci-fi. avengers comic book movie spider-man oh. far from home uh sort of again back to your john cusack
2: yeah, yeah, it's still yeah, just yeah, your little yeah. teeny bopper, uh, almost. A but with some other stuff, yeah. right? It's, it's also it's a little rom com, essentially. It's your little teenage rom com. Yeah,
3: because
0: you still get the
2: the I'm gonna go knock on a hotel room door. I'm gonna put on my own, but do you love me? Hello,
0: do do I I And we're in village. we're in uh, we're in Venice, right?
1: Like, <laughs> uh, Thor: Dark World, your fantasy movie. Guardians One, sort of your first sci fi of the of the MCU. <laughs> um, although really buddy office comedy in a lot yeah. of But yeah. uh, introducing the dysfunctional family, I guess, in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, Ultron Ant- is Ultron. Ultron's Ultron.
2: Ultron just, Ant- yeah.
1: Ant-Man basically introducing caper movies and mm-hmm. caper comedies to the MCU. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. Ant-Man and the Wasp again sort of same. A, it's just it's, the, it's same, the same movie it's the it same is. movie
2: but all of a sudden now we have two
1: yes right.
2: ant man and the Wasp. haha
1: right so anyway <laughs> there you but go it's vocal fam. fans' some
2: important content that like you need the the ads
1: yes just the quantum realm
2: a little heist
1: right that's right yes all
0: right. Well, and so looking ahead we're gonna get a martial arts
1: film. Well, we get yeah. first we get a Russian spy movie. Yes. Literally. Literally.
2: Not there's no there's no like oh this actually ended up being this. like no, it's literally Yes. Russian spies.
0: Yes. Yes. We'll get that like in November. It. Guys, I have to tell you something so funny about that movie really fast. There's some people online that anytime anybody is in a Disney movie, they just they're they're like now we can say that person is a Disney princess. So from here out, David Harbour
1: is a Disney princess. Is he a Disney princess? Wow. That is all. Okay. so Finally. Uh, <laughs> <enough>. Very interesting <laughs> Finally individual, DK Harbour. Um, yes. Uh, then, yeah, then we'll get Shang-Chi. Mm-hmm. Awesome, um, awesome.
0: Which I think I'm hoping will just be like MCU eat men. Actually,
1: you know? though, I think, based on what I read this week, Falcon and Winter Soldier is going to come out before Black Widow. Really? Because okay. I, I,
0: Black Widow, they pushed it way
1: back, didn't or they? Or yeah. maybe immediately after Black Widow. Mm. Um, they said fall 2020.
2: I I like I mm. think
1: their production block had finished.
2: Mm. Okay. Um,
1: prior to Corona. Maybe they need okay. to do some reshoots or corona. something. But I, I think their production block was done.
3: Mm.
0: That awesome.
1: is not the case for Loki. It is not the case for WandaVision.
0: Those are those are pushed off into oblivion a little
1: bit. Um I think uh, now I think Doctor Strange is still on the docket for twenty twenty one. Cool. Which will be a straight up horror film. Although yeah. so they've backed away from that a bit.
2: Really good. Because when they, now I can go see it again. Uh,
1: well, I think no, some, I of like really, some of us were really, some of us were really hoping that we'd really get to see an MCU scary, horror movie. Bloody bats! Yeah, bats um, everywhere. Bats everywhere. But yes. uh, we know that, that 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 you, cannot you just go come see out. Batman? We know that no, no, no. We know that Doctor Strange cannot come out until Wandavision finishes, or is it the other way around? I forget which it is because Scarlet Witch is in Doctor Strange, and apparently they play directly into. The, in, into the other okay. and now oh, I can't remember okay. the order I don't remember right. if it's that if it's that WandaVision is gonna release and then Doctor Strange in the Multiverse or if it's the other way around I don't remember um mm. what am I forgetting about Shang-Chi Black Widow Multiverse what else was in Phase 4 uh Falcon and Winter Soldier WandaVision the Loki show. Black. Oh. Uh,
2: oh, what about the the, the the Thor Love and Thunder? Thor Love and
1: right? Thunder is the very end thunder. of Phase Four. That's the very end of Phase Four, yes. as I understand it. Um, what about
0: a um, what about? Oh, and Eternals. Um, Eternals. As, what about As Guardians of the Galaxy? Was that a Phase Four movie? No, that's not <laughs> happening.
1: It's not happening. Did we just make
2: I, that up? Thor <laughs> is
1: Thor is. I, I promise you, somehow Guardians are going to be involved in that movie. Um, mm-hmm. But remember that James Gunn had to finish Suicide Squad first, and then that whole thing got thrown up in the air now with with COVID. I mean, I I don't know what the release date that's gotten pushed back to is. Right. Um, but Thor: Love and Thunder is the very end of Phase Four.
3: Mm, okay.
1: With Natalie Portman, Jane Foster, Thor. Yes. The
2: Suicide Squad, twenty twenty one. Yes. Yeah. yeah august twenty twenty one what
1: is suicide squad two mm-hmm yeah james will be done with that but way he's... pushed back but um i mean august twenty twenty one doesn't seem that long away at this point to me yeah that's a yeah. year
2: time is eternal um that's a, sorry that that's a that's a quarantine feeling so what are days
1: yeah right <coughs> anyway right vocal fam um, I'm just going to... Sarah, what would you have for breakfast?
2: Oh, gosh. I had to think about that. Oh, so, guys. I was going to have avocado toast because I had avocados and bread. and was so excited. Um, And I'd had some. But, unfortunately, the avocados had gone bad. So, instead, I um, had a muffin. But I tried. The important thing here is that I tried. But we did then go out to, like... Brunch for Jamie's birthday. Today's Jamie's birthday. Yes, that's yeah. right. I meant to say um, happy yeah. fry world. And I got Eggs Benedict. So that sounds like nicer and like a grown up meal to get.
1: Yes. That's a so. very grown up meal. Yes. Thank yes. you. I felt very grown up.
2: Instead of a tomato, they did a fried green tomato in it. It was really cool. Wow. Big fan.
0: Quarantine has ruined me, and I bought two boxes of breakfast cookies.
2: <gasps> First <laughs> off, I bet it's not a cookie.
0: They I'm say sure breakfast, breakfast cookies
2: on the side. Oh, well, then you probably don't have the same thing that I used to buy, because those are not crunchy. Cookies.
1: They're good. Go back to season one, Vocal Fam. Sarah used to eat a lot of cookies for breakfast. They
2: weren't cookies. They literally <laughs> said breakfast biscuit. Biscuit on the box. Breakfast biscuit. And so it, it had breakfast in the name. It had the word biscuit. They were good. They were in a little package. It, gave, it said four to six hours of energy, and it did its job.
1: Awesome. Yeah. Any takeaways? The, any takeaways before we wrap up? Um, I just want to tell
0: everybody on the topic of food. This is so random, but I've been on the topic of food. I've been cooking my way through the Joanna Gaines Magnolia Table cookbooks, Volume good. 1 and Volume 2. They're wonderful cookbooks, everybody. They're the best chocolate chip cookie recipe you'll ever have uh, is in Volume 1. Um, okay. they use only brown she uses only brown sugar she doesn't use any oh. white sugar it's very interesting and it causes the cookie to be very crunchy on the bottom but still gooey in the middle they're perfect
2: I love that
0: they're my favorite and so um, she has a great pimento cheese recipe the I recipes are very cookie. simple and delicious I would just yeah I just want everyone to know uh, Joanna Gaines cookbooks. They're legit. They're not just random TV personality cookbooks. They're actually that's quite good. That's
2: good to know, because like I think I've given both of those to my mom as gifts at different times, because Hilarious. my mom like, would love to be <laughs> Joanna Gaines. Like, I yeah. think she, she is. Um, and so, basically, any holiday where I don't know what to buy my mom, I just buy something that's the Hearth and Hand line at Target uh-huh, and give it to uh-huh. her.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And so,
2: yeah, it's good to know those cookbooks are actually good. No,
0: they're actually so good, and what I love is that they're full of um, I mean, it's just a great representation of their family, where it's like, here's this, here's our, here's our, my family who lives on a farm, and yeah. then every, and then also here's my mother's seaweed soup that she makes whenever I any one of us that. is pregnant. Yeah, here's Aww. my mom's Korean bulgogi recipe, you know, and here's here's my gran- it's here's, really think, them Le- right here's my Lebanese grandfather's donut recipe that I doubled the sugar in and I tell you and she says I doubled the sugar in this recipe because I love sugar that's all like-
2: perfect <laughs> it sounds like I actually need to buy those cookbooks for myself because it sounds like we're on the same page
0: Sarah they're wonderful cookbooks okay. and I love that they're full of normal stuff like like that's one of the things is I like, like, like
2: a, just a normal recipe that I can make I don't right. want fancy recipe well, that I'm never gonna do.
0: Well and as much as I love them, they also like they like they, they say stuff like 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 you can just use boxed um boxed stock. I'm not gonna make you make your own stock. Good. There's a couple that's recipes that say, anyway. they say use these saltine crack use saltine crackers you bought at the store for this part. You know, I'm like, Good. oh, you know what I mean? I'm like, you oh, understand
2: my-. me? I wasn't gonna do that anyway.
0: <laughs> exactly, I was gonna substitute it anyway, and so it's yeah. clearly yeah, they're great. They're great. So that's my takeaway.
2: Awesome. I
3: like. It. Yes. Uh, the takeaway.
1: Well, I just want to say to everybody, as if you're still with us at this point in the podcast, mm-hmm. um. I just want to say to everybody that as a reminder, because we're going to start to hear more and more arts organizations posting things like closures, budget reductions, mm. uh, cancellations, et etc. Cetera, et cetera, for the 2021 season before we're going to start hearing about things getting better, I think. And what I want to say, though, is all of us in the vocal fam don't lose hope.
0: Don't lose hope.
1: Don't lose hope. There will be another side of COVID. This is not the end of humanity. And um, I don't normally do this, but because it has meant a great deal to me, uh, and since I am the part owner of this podcast. I have the right to do this. Um, I think we all are here in this time and place for a purpose, all of us. It may take your entire life for you to learn what that purpose is, and that's okay. Don't think that because maybe, maybe you're young and you're like, gosh, what is my purpose? I have friends that are my age here in middle age who are like, gosh, what is my purpose? I have friends who are sort of at the end of their careers who are like, gosh, what has my life amounted to? Mm -hmm. What I'm here to say is you have still been put here for a purpose. You have it, there is a reason to life. And um, don't lose sight of that just because. Right now, things, and listen, guys, vocal fam, things might get hard. Like, they could. Maybe they won't. I don't know. I don't have a crystal ball to just predict the future. You know, there are a couple of good companies worldwide that have good, you know, things about a vaccine. We could also learn. We could. I'm not saying this is the case. I, I, I'm, I'm waiting on the science. But we could also learn that aerosols maybe aren't a thing, and if we all were wearing masks, we could maybe get back to even more activities than we thought we could. Mm-hmm. There are so. there are there are things out there that I don't know. Okay. But what I do know is, one way or the other, there will be another side to this. And all of us should want to be plugged in to our local, regional, and national arts organizations so that we can be on the front wave of the activities after this. So what I'm saying is this is not the time to quit. This is not the time to give up hope. This is the time to say, no, I'm still gonna invest in this thing that I love because I love it because music moves me. Yeah. And I love the sound of the human voice. And I love the sound yeah. of a human voice in the same room with me. Yeah. Yeah. And I will and I'll just I'll just end this little soapboxy moment. Psalm fifty seven two is in in, in in the Bible. Um uh, <laughs>
2: thank you for that
1: um explanation says i cry out to god most high to god who fulfills his purpose for me
3: that's right Mm -hmm.
1: we all have a purpose we may not know what it is right now your purpose might be to make your kids lunch (laughs) then you know what make them some lunch have Mm -hmm. a hot dog maybe (laughs) maybe some little craft mac and cheese
0: Joanna Gaines pimento cheese. Joanna Gaines,
1: that might be your purpose at this moment. (laughs) But I think we all have a reason that we, we in this time and place, that know each other, we're here together for each other during COVID. And there will be another side of it. Yeah. And the night might get darker, and it might get might get brighter I don't I don't I can't again I can't I can't predict the future I can't say this is exactly what the next month is going to go like this is exactly what the fall semester is going to be like this is exactly what the academic year is going to be like this is exactly what 2020 and 2021 are going to be like I don't know yeah I don't know I'm grateful for what I have in my own life and um I just to all of us let's love each other Let's learn new ways of loving each other. And let's n- remember that we have a purpose. All of us yeah. have a purpose. Yeah. And, and, and it's, it's easy. Listen, I'm speaking to you now as someone who has been through a job loss and as someone who has been through depression and as someone who has been through bad medical diagnoses and as someone who's been through kids with medical problems. I haven't been through everything. I'm sure you've been through other things, but there are reasons to have hope. Mm-hmm. Because God has a purpose for us in this time and place. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah,
0: I wanna, <clears throat> I wanna say with that. You know, I I hear you saying, and I think that ever I think that it's so good that people that people like. They keep investing in the stuff that they're, you know, keeping keeping that thing in them that the art, you know, for the arts and and as and as artists. But I think that I want to say in the middle of that, do whatever it takes to keep to keep that spark alive inside of you, even if all that is is well. I, I tuned in to watch Hamilton on Disney Plus <laughs> on, you know, July like, 3rd. Uh, on July third. On
2: July third,
0: right? Don't I, I want to say like don't feel guilty if you're like that's all I can do. You know, like, you know, I'm sure there's someone out there who's learned three new three new operatic roles, you know, in this whole
1: time. I hope I I hope and if that's you, I'm so proud of you for that. Not only that, I hope there's somebody out there who has learned everything there is to learn about signal chain and knew nothing about a microphone three months ago.
0: Right, right. However, if 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 you're anything, honestly, like I've been in the last couple of months, it's been all you can do to just kind of go. I got to keep that thing alive inside of me that wants to make music mm-hmm. uh, and wants to do more than eat a bag of cheese popcorn and go back to bed, you know. I feel that. Yeah. Um, I, I, and for me, that has just sometimes that's, oh yeah, let's listen to that Jacob Collier album for the thirtieth time yeah. because it makes me feel so alive. And
1: and there, don't get me wrong, Vocal Fam, there have been plenty of moments in the last three months where I've just wanted to eat a bag of popcorn. Oh man. Praise the Lord.
2: At any given time, that's something I probably want. You know, I, I feel that. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of days, just like as far as like staying in the art, staying, keeping that alive, like turning on the the free Mets like cast. That's that's it. That, that's that's
1: mm-hmm.
2: what I've done. They've been good. I have so enjoyed that. So, Vocal
1: Fam, do something good for yourself in the next two weeks. Register for Nats National. And come and there join you us at Nats National. We promise to inspire you. Um, it'll be great. Okay? Yeah. All right. Vocal Fry out. Peace.